Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. This is our call to worship and our welcome. God is our light and our salvation. Whom shall we fear? God is our shelter and refuge on the days of trouble, and I hope and joy on days of celebration. Day after day, we seek God's face and the assurance of God's holy love. One thing we ask of God, that we may live in God's dwelling place all the days of our life and never cease to behold the beauty of God's home. Let us enter this worship and thanksgiving, for God is among and within us. Thanks be to our God. Again, greetings and welcome from our pastor, Millicent Black. This is your call to worship for the third Saturday in July, July 15, 2017. Greetings to all of our regular faithful listeners and to any new listeners from Pastor Black. And welcome to Refuge from the Storm Church, a Christian ministry of hope, encouragement, and purpose. We seek to serve and encourage targeted individuals in North America and around the world. Again, your time is very important to us, so thank you for joining in with us in this time of worship on this Saturday. We ask you to be encouraged this day. Our serving team this evening is uh, Dr. Black, of course. Elder Carolyn Cunningham will serve as our worship leader Sister Cassandra Lewis, excuse me, is our top manager. Sister Helena Thompson will lead us in our altar prayer. And Sister Linda Jones will offer our invitation to discipleship. Just a few announcements. When you get a chance to go back and look at the newsletter, please observe that Elder Carolyn Cunningham is gifting any Christian books or uh, and or devotionals that she may have on hand free of charge and she would like to share that with anyone that would like access to a, a bit more Christian literature. So please note that in the, um, check that in the newsletter and her email address is there and you may communicate with her directly. Don't forget our Wednesday night Bible study. Uh, we will be studying the prophet Jeremiah, and the scripture will be from Jeremiah, the first chapter. Minister Juanita Purdy would like to invite you to our Saturday morning prayer team ministry each Saturday, 8.30 a.m. Pacific Time, 10.30 a.m. Central Time, and 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time, and those are new times. One, uh, excuse me, one half hour later than usual, okay? 
So thank you for your attention to the announcements after the opening song to be uh, played by uh, Sister Cassandra. Elder Carolyn will lead us through the rest of our worship experience. Be blessed. Amen.
Thank you, Sister Amen. Gloria, for your very uh, warm and welcoming introduction. And thank you, Sister Cassandra, for that exuberant praise song. The scriptures today are taken from the book of Luke, chapter 17, verses 32 to 33, and Luke chapter 9, verse 62. Remember Lot's wife, whoever tries to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life will preserve it. But Jesus said to him, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Let us pray. Father God, Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit, We praise and worship you as the one and only true God. We thank you for your goodness, your grace, your mercy, and your abundance. Please forgive us when we covet some of the things we once had, not only the material things, but the friendships as well. Thank you, Jesus, for reminding us in Luke 17, 32 to 33, that trying to save the material life or our old life is not only pointless, but was one that didn't serve us well. Our new life in you is the right one to have. We thereby preserve the one we were meant to have, a life of faith and trust in God by losing our old life. Our new life is one that is uncertain in the material world, but strongly embedded in the spiritual one that counts the spiritual world of love, truth, justice, and beauty in the glorious and safe hands of God himself. Oh, precious Jesus, thank you for reminding us that moving forward in faith makes us fit for the kingdom of God. It is not just the best way to go. It is the only way to go. Amen, amen, and amen. 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 Now we'll have another praise song, followed by the altar prayer by Sister Helena Thompson. Thank you. 
Lead us by your Holy Spirit today. Everything that is done for you in your name, Father God, bless it mightily. Touch everyone, I pray, in a special way today. We just thank you, Father, for our pastor, and pray that you would just minister to her as well as through her, that she will be blessed even by the words you will give to her, that she will speak forth to us. They will come back to her as well. We ask you to just, Father, just place your hand of mercy upon her and keep her well. Give her the strength physically, emotionally, spiritually, Lord, because she is out there on the front lines fighting on our behalf in ways that a lot of us don't even realize. So, Father, we just pray for a special touch for her today and every day. I ask, Father, that you continue the healing process in her mother, and that you will lift her up and make her well and send her home again. Lord, I feel today I would like to pray, Father, for those uh, missionaries Pastor spoke of last week that are praying on our behalf in India. Father God, I just pray you bless each one of them and lift them up and help them with this fight. Bless them in every way that you can. Give them the physical strength, emotional strength, as they are fasting for us and praying for us. Lord, bless them in every way that you can possibly. And I thank you for them, that they are willing to sacrifice their time and their lives to do such a great thing for us, Lord. And I pray that you would bless them as well in return and supply their every need. We thank you, Lord, for all the prayers that are lifted up on our behalf throughout the world. And I pray, Father, that you will just bless those that are in this same fight that we share, that you would lift us up, that, Father, you will just create such a miracle, Lord, that the world will have to see that you are indeed alive. And, Father God, we just praise you for this ministry, ask you to continue to bless it, to grow it in your way. In the name of Jesus, we pray and give it all to you, all the praise and glory and honor, Lord, is yours. In your precious name, amen. Amen, amen. 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 Thank you, Sister Helena, for delivering our petitions to the Lord. Welcome. Now we'll have another uh, worship song followed by the message to be presented by Reverend Millicent. Oh, 
Amen. 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 Waging war. You know what's so interesting about this is, is we didn't realize it, but we were born into a war. From the Garden of Eden until now, a war has been going on. That war has been going on as a result of the devil wanting God's possession, and we are God's possession. So there's a war between good and evil that's been going on from from the, from the beginning. And so when we were born, we were born into a war zone. Thank goodness God owns the whole world. And so that means that the zone is his too, but he allows us to go through. Good afternoon. I want to thank God for another opportunity to share with you. I also thank you for your presence. It's always appropriate to acknowledge the ministry team, those who are serving in such a great and a mighty way. Thank you so much for your commitment to the service of the Lord and to making this service what God would have it to be. God bless each of you. A special thank you to Sister Cassandra Lewis, who manages the call each week. Please be aware that they are, she is instructed to mute as necessary to help us maintain reverence of the service. To God be the glory that through this conference call, we are gathered together from all across these United States and even into Canada. And you would not know that we are working together by God's grace through this conference call, but I tell you what, he is allowing us to be a part of what he's doing in this hour. And for that, I am thankful. Our scripture for this afternoon, I just pray that you will find it in your word, read along with me, go back later and read the entire scripture and let God speak to you more from it. I'm going to be reading from two translations this afternoon because they speak so to the message this afternoon from 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 6. I'm starting off from the New Living Translation. We are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning, and to destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. And after you have become fully obedient, we will punish everyone to, who remains disobedient. And then from the God's Word translation, the same set of scripture, of course we are human, but we don't fight like humans. The weapons we use in our fight are not made by humans. Rather, they are powerful weapons from God. When we destroy people's defenses, that is their arguments, and all their intellectual arrogance that opposes the knowledge of God, we take every thought captive so that it is obedient to Christ. We are ready to punish every act of disobedience when you have become completely 
obedient. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come this afternoon, Lord, to thank you for your love for us. We thank you, Father God, that the word of God says that we can come boldly before the throne of grace, for there we will find grace and help for our time of need. God, you didn't tell us to go to the pastor. You didn't tell us to go to the deacon. You didn't tell us to go to the mother or even to the usher, God. You told us to come boldly before your throne of grace, and there we would find grace and help for our time of need. And so, God, as we begin to walk into the word, we ask that you would walk with us. God, you promised that your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And so I'm asking you, oh God, individually and collectively, that you would light the path that is before us. I'm asking you, oh God, in the name of Jesus, that you would cause your word that proceeds out of your mouth to so feed us till we're full and that we can take that very same word and feed others, not from what we say, but by what you say, because you know the way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Our topic this afternoon is a war room where we get our marching orders. War room, where we get our marching order. Throughout world history, there have been wars. In the Old Testament, most wars were about possession of land, which included taking the people of God into captivity. Sometimes, a war was allowed by God as a sign to God's people of his displeasure at their conduct. There was the expectation of a civil war when Jesus began to lead the Christians. However, he assured them that he was not about armed conflict, but about subduing the forces of darkness and defeating Satan, who was the author of all civil unrest. Today there are civil wars, World War I and II, Korean War, Vietnam War, Iraqi War, There are war on drugs and war on terror. The Internet tells us that a war is a state of armed conflict between societies. It is generally characterized by extreme aggression, destruction, and mortality, using regular and irregular forces. An absence of war is called peace. There are wars between families, neighbors, gangs, communities. Generally, whenever there is a war, there is a room or a place where people meet with each other to make a plan of attack. I have a friend who kept asking me to watch the movie War Room with her. War Room was a raging hit in the Christian community, and lots of people were talking about this powerful movie about the power and the art of prayer warfare. The synopsis of the movie is about Tony and Elizabeth Jordan, who have what seems like a wonderful marriage. They have great jobs and a beautiful daughter and their dream home. In reality, though, the Jordan's life was crumbling because Tony's professional success invites the 
possibilities of an affair. Elizabeth grows bitter about the possible loss of her husband when she meets Miss Clara, an elderly woman who challenges her to establish a war room and to wage the battle for her family on her knees. Much like Paul in the message today, Miss Clara tells Elizabeth that the way she was waging war would not fix her husband. You know, she was doing like most of us women were. We, you know, you were, she was challenging him about the time he came in and where he was before he got home and, you know, the usual things that women do. Miss Clara tells Elizabeth that the way she was waging war would not work, but she also told her and didn't just tell her but showed her how to turn to God to do what only God could do. Bless you. Multiple prayer warriors who can take us to the throne of grace can be found on YouTube. I've spent hours on there myself. There is Cindy Trim's Atomic Prayers and Rules of Engagement, Juanita Bynum's Behind the Veil and her 5 a.m. prayer. Then there's John Eckhart's Prayers that Root Demons, Move Mountains, and Bring Healing. But these people are just examples of the power of prayer that is available to any believer who is willing to give their time to the word of God and to prayer. I say the word because the word should be the basis of our prayer life. We meet God in the word, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, we are led into prayer. God told Jeremiah that he watches over his word to perform it. Sometimes we start to pray, and then a scripture comes up in our spirit that we have to stop praying and meditate on to gain insight into what the Lord is saying about the battle we are about to enter. When God gives you a scripture, stand on it until it's performed in your life, your situation, or in the life of your loved one. Sometimes God will give you a word about how God would treat your enemy at Kabaka, and God did perform it. On our knees in the closet, the bedroom, the bathroom, or even the car with the prayer cloth, the anointing oil, our Bible. That's where our battle begins. Paul says, of course we're human, but we don't fight like humans. The weapons we use in our fight are not made by humans. Rather, they are powerful weapons from God. In our old nature, the first thing we would do when we were struck by someone would be to hit them back. In fact, my grandmother used to tell her children that if they came home from a fight whipped, she would whip them again. So even as children, we were taught to fight back in the flesh. But Paul also said, when I was a child, I did things as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. For the child of God, we are not to put up our fists first. Rather, Jesus taught that we are to turn the other cheek or at least pray about what to do next before you do it. That would involve finding a secret closet, getting in it, and telling God about it. God is the world's best strategist. God gives us the instruction. 
God has the recipe and he knows the way. Unlike the instructions that the Apostle Paul would have given, I read an article about another war room that was being established. The title read, Trump is reportedly considering a war room to hit back at the escalating Russia controversy. The report the reporter stated that the primary goal of the war room will be to more aggressively fire back at fallout in the wake of Trump's abrupt firing of FBI Director James Comey. Trump was expecting a war of legal accusations and court battles. However, his preparations were not the way that a child of God would prepare for war. This is a fleshly war being prepared to be waged in a fleshly manner, and I don't believe that a prayer warrior was invited to the room. Paul admits that we live in the flesh in this world of fleshly people, but when a Christian is called to war, we don't take up guns and knives. We don't deploy troops of soldiers with electronic or directed energy weapons. We don't call on the planes, the drones, and the satellites. No, we call on Jesus. Jesus taught us to ask the Father in his name, and the Father would answer. Jesus starts off by teaching us to say, our Father who art in heaven. Jesus didn't tell us that Jesus himself was going to answer. He promised us that when we prayed in his name, the Father God himself would answer. Jesus, just like David, declared, my help comes from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. Jehoshaphat went to the war room and called on the Father. His prayer went like this, O Lord God of our fathers, art not thou God in heaven? And rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathen? And in thine hand is not, oh, is, is there not over and might, so that none is able to withstand thee? Jehoshaphat told God about the threats of their enemies when he said, Oh, our God, wilt thou not judge them? Don't we pray like this sometimes? But do we get to this part? For we have no power against this mighty multitude. And we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. When Hannah left the prayer room, the war room of the tabernacle in Shiloh, she was accused of being drunk. She went to the war room to tell God about her husband's other wife who picked at her because of her barrenness. She told God of the disgrace she was in the community. She assured Eli, though, that she had been deep in the river of the Holy Spirit and came out not only with an answer of victory, but confirming the word that in his presence, in God's presence, is refreshing and joy. Paul went into the war room many times himself. One time he sought the Lord three times before an answer came. He told us that there was a messenger from Satan that had been sent to buffet him. The word buffet means to strike repeatedly and violently, to batter, to knock over or off course, to afflict or harm repeatedly or over a long period of time. This demon would not leave Paul alone. 
You can tell because of the number of times he was imprisoned. However, when the answer came, it was that familiar and famous verse, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in your weakness. Sometimes the praise that comes from our war room experience assures our victory. Mary, mother of Jesus, was in line to be stoned to death for having betrayed her fiancé. When she received the word that she was with child and the father was the Holy Spirit, she didn't fear, she didn't faint, and she did not fret. Her response was to share with her cousin Elizabeth, my soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. Had she heard that God inhabits the praises of God's people? Sometimes the war is not won by petition, but by praise. Paul told the church at Corinth that the weapons of love, joy, peace, gentleness, goodness, long-suffering, and faith will win man a battle when man's flesh comes at us. Why? Because these are weapons that the Spirit gives. And with these weapons, we destroy people's defenses, that is, their argument. The Hebrew boys did this with two kings, Nebuchadnezzar and Darius, who became believers in the power of the Almighty God when these boys came through the fire and out of the lion's den. They were so convicted that the kings declared that the God of these Hebrew representatives of the kingdom of God would be worshipped in Babylon. Then we are taking care of all their intellectual arrogance that opposes the knowledge of God. This is what we do with our weapons. Nebuchadnezzar was made to bow down and crawl on the ground like a dog by the God who decided to humble him. The priests of Baal could not get their God to show up, but God of Elijah responded to his prayer. And those intellectual giants were clawing at themselves and cutting themselves because they were opposing the knowledge of God. But our God showed up in power and in strength. And then something else that happens when we are using the weapons of God's warfare is we take every thought captive so that it is obedience to Christ. No matter who tells you he won't come, he's not listening to your cry, or that God doesn't care what is happening to you, whether it's your mind, the mind of the adversary, or the advice of your closest friend, cast that thought down. Make it obedience to your knowledge of God in Christ. Jeremiah did, and he told us, these things I recall to mind, and therefore I have hope. It is because of the Hasid, the covenant of love, that we are not consumed. His compassions fail not, and his mercy is new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Remind yourself that God did show up for the children of Israel in Egypt and told Moses, I have seen the oppression of my children, and I have heard their cry, and I myself have come down to deliver them. When trouble comes, do we run to the phone or to the throne? 
Do you enter the place where you can access the power of God? Some of the old folks would tell us, I've got a telephone in my bosom, and I can ring him up from my heart. Other times I would hear them singing, Father, I stretch my hands to thee. No other help I know. If thou wouldst thyself from me, Lord, where would I go? Sometimes they would just hum. My grandmother liked to do this. Who would think that humming would belong in a war room? Well, let me tell you, my grandmother saw some battles won, both through kneeling prayer and praying through a hum. So there are three things that I learned from the story, war room, and from the battles that both Old Testament and New Testament prayer warriors won in that room. One thing is that they always called on the Father. God assured them that he was attentive to their cries and that his eyes was on the righteous. Secondly, they were always focused on the power and not the problem. Jesus taught the disciples to pray, our Father, who art in heaven. And then he taught them to end that prayer, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Forever. I preached this doxology last year. It was used to remind us who this world belongs to. His power is not just to save, heal, and deliver. God used God's power to create the heavens and the earth. God told David that the earth is mine and the hills are mine and the cattle on the hills belong to me. And to Jeremiah, God said, I am the God of all flesh. Is anything too hard for me? The third thing I've learned about the war room is that the people who prayed, those old warriors were fervent in their approach to the throne of grace. It was fervency in the book of they got throughout the jail. Fervent prayer and singing caused the jail to shake, and everyone's chains fell off at midnight when Paul and Silas prayed and prayed. Now, all of these people were at war, some with the flesh and blood and some with spiritual beings. You know, Paul talked about powers and principalities and spiritual wickedness in high places and the rulers of the darkness of this age. It might have been men and women that were messing with God's people, but they were inspired by spiritual influence. And I mean the people that were messing with them, the people that are messing with us. They have yielded their flesh to the devil. But you remember what happened at one point in the New Testament, that man wouldn't quit being mean and ugly and doing harmful things to the people of God. And so God, the word says, God gave him over to Satan to buffet him so that his soul would be saved. One thing about these spiritual influences, they do know the power of our God, but also they know when we don't know of God's power or that we don't know how to access the power of God. Can you believe that we are watched by these spiritually wicked people or beings? 
They know how much we pray, how much we read the Bible, how much we talk to God about anything. They know if we attend church to worship or just to show, to be one in the number on Sunday morning or Saturday afternoon. While we don't invite our enemy into our war room, we come out with boldness that Paul assured us we can have when we put on the armor, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, loins gird about with truth, the sword of the spirit, and the shield of faith, and our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. With the armor and our marching orders, we come out of the war room looking for our enemy. When we find him, we can look him in the face and declare, as Charles Jenkins did earlier in the service, you can't have my family, you can't have my increase. You can't have my breakthrough. You can't, you can't, you can't. I plead, I plead the blood. This means war. Amen.
Amen. Now we'll have we're, we will hear from Sister Linda the invitation to discipleship. Okay, thank you. Wow, I would definitely be going back to listen to that sermon again. Thank you, Reverend Nelson. Okay, we've come to the point. We are, we are at the point in the worship service where we will offer the invitation to discipleship. If you are on the call tonight and you desire to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, we invite you to begin your journey right now by taking part in this personal prayer between you and God. Please bow and repeat these words. Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know I'm not where I want to be, and I want your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus died on the cross to pay the price for my sins. Please wash me clean from all sin, shame, and guilt. Come into my life, Jesus, to be my Lord and Savior. I ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. If you pray this prayer and desire to unite with this church family, please email us and leave a message. We will certainly get back to you. The email address is refugefromstorm2016 at yahoo.com or refugefromstorm at aol.com. We hope you consider becoming an active member in this church and that you also find and support a Bible-based church within your own local community. And for your personal growth in the Lord, there are many Christian ministries that offer sound teaching and Christian devotionals by mail, television, YouTube broadcasts, or Internet websites. We would like to recommend our dailybread.org, Charles Stanley In Touch Ministries, The Decision Magazine, offered by the Billy Graham Ministry, and Dr. David Jeremiah at drdavidjeremiah.org. May God bless you and keep you. Thank you. Amen. 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 Now we'll have our closing song followed by the benediction to be presented by Reverend Millicent. Come on, everybody. Let's give God this worship. If you know he's awesome, come on, stand on your feet, everybody. If you know he's awesome, you're in all this grace, you're in all this goodness, you're in all this mercy. You're in all this provision. He's great and he's greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. Come on, everybody, lift your hands as we lift our voices. Come on, say, my God is awesome. Come on, say, he can move mountains. He's in the valley.
take with us that scripture from 1 Corinthians 15 50 be ye steadfast unmovable always abounding in the work of the Lord knowing that your labor 
is not in vain in the Lord. And when we come out of the prayer room and ready for battle, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Thanks to each of the worship team servers this afternoon. Thank you for joining us. Uh, As always, after the recording is ended, those of you who desire personal prayer, feel free to stay on the call, and we will be happy to minister to you. There is a prayer from the movie. It's it's actually Miss Clara's prayer. And I'm going to read it as our closing benediction this afternoon. You've done it again, Lord. You've done it again. You are good and you are mighty and you are merciful. And you keep taking care of us when we don't deserve it. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Raise up more that will call upon your name. Raise up those that love you and seek you and trust you. Raise them up, Lord. Raise them up. Lord, we need a generation of believers who are not ashamed of the gospel. We need an army of believers, Lord, that hate to be lukewarm and will stand on your word above all else. Raise them up, Lord. Raise them up. I pray for unity among those that love you. I pray that you open their eyes so that they can see your truth, Lord. I pray for your hand of protection and guidance. Raise up a generation, Lord, that will take light into this world, that will not compromise when under pressure, that will not cower, Lord, when others fall away. Raise them up, Lord, that they will proclaim that there is salvation in the name of Jesus. Raise up warriors, Lord, who will fight on their knees, who will worship you with their whole hearts, Lord. Lord, call us to battle that we may proclaim King of kings and Lord of lords. I pray these things with all my heart. Raise them up, Lord. Raise them up. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen. Sister Cassandra, you may end the recording. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.